All right, it is time to talk about the Wells Fargo taking place at Quail Hollow. We're here to break it down, hopefully give you some winners. Um, Simon Bavin is joining me from formgolfer.com. Simon, how you doing? It's been a minute. Yeah, I'm good. It's been uh, quite a couple of weeks. Mexico was a sort of lower key tournament, but it's good to have another of the elevated events this week. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So let's dive into it. Quail Hollow, as we know, this uh, this tournament relocated last year because of the President's Cup. So now they're back here, 7,500, par 71. Um, greens apparently are running at 13s. What are some of the metrics that you used to select the guys that you think are going to do well on this track this week? Yeah, so looking over the previous years, I mean, like you said, they missed it last year because of the President's. It was relocated, I think, in 2017 as well for the um, for the PGA. So there's a little bit less previous form to go on here. But um, it's a long course, like you say, 7,500 yards for a par 71 is pretty long. It's going to favour the Bombers, I think. Um, you do need to have your tee to green game in great shape. If you look over the last three editions that were held at Quail Hollow, um, I think there was only one guy made the top 10 who wasn't gaining ground off the tee. And there were none who gained, who finished top 10 without gaining ground on approach. So I think it's a course that tests all aspects of your game. You won't get away with any weaknesses. But the two main things I'm looking for here is strength off the tee, strength on approach. So that's how we based our picks. Well, no John Rahm, no Scotty Scheffler. Uh, they are passing up on this tournament. Some would say the two best golfers this season. Rory is favored at 7-1. to one. Uh, He's finally come out of his uh, depression uh, after not making the cut at the Masters uh, to join the tour yet again. And Cantlay, 14 to 1. These are the two guys that are favored. Um, for those out there that are feeling like, oh, maybe I should go chalk this week, what would you say to them? I think it'd take a brave person to go with Rory this week. I mean, he's, we know he's the kind of guy who can bounce back at a moment's notice, but going for someone at seven to one off the back of what he did at the Masters. For me, I'd be looking to fade him this week, I think. And of the two, Cantlay is more interesting to me. I think his game will be well suited to this week. And his form just looks to be a little bit more consistent than Rory's in the recent past. So I'll be watching Rory for sure to see if he's on his way back to form. But I couldn't be advising to get involved with him at 7-1. to one. Uh, For me, I'm looking at driving distance, same as you. The last three holes are called the green mile for a reason, right? Guys that can grip it and rip it are guys that I'm looking at. Also, uh, great on approach. So driving distance, Rory first on tour, Cam Young third. Um, Just And those are the two top guys that are going to be teeing it up and playing in this tournament. Um, I'm also looking at scrambling. Apparently, the last three winners – uh, two ended up in the top two in scrambling. And so I, I find that to be pretty interesting. So I'm looking at scrambling as well. And and again, since the greens were changed, uh, putting definitely is, is an important metric as well. And I'll give you two of the guys that I'm definitely going to play. But uh, before we do, again, let's get yours. And so one guy that you're really high on this week is Jordan Spieth. Tell us all the reasons why, Simon. Yeah, I mean, Jordan to me just looks like he's settled really nicely into his new swing now. He's started to build a really consistent run of results. And I think he's getting very close to his best form now. Um, he's had a string of consistent results. He had top five in the Valspar, top five in the Masters, top five in the RBC Heritage. 
all of those were in his last four outings. I feel like he's got his driver more under control now. Um, for a while, that was the sort of the weak spot in his game. I think his driving is better and that should do him well this week. Um, and he's third in the field on approach in the last three months. And um, if there's a worry, he's had a tendency to miss three or four short ones on the greens in each tournament he's played in. I think if he can iron that out, he has to go close this week. He looks the most solid of those at the front of the market to me. I love speed this week as well. Uh, and a big reason why he loves this course during the President's Cup, his record was 5-0-0. You can get speed to win at 18 to 1. Those are some pretty good odds. Uh, are you playing him across the board? Um, I'll be playing him to win and for a top five. I think those look like the best value plays to me. Win in top five. Another guy that you like is a guy that's uh, very near and dear to us here in the New York area because his father runs, in my opinion, my favorite course, um, and that is Sleepy Hollow uh, here in northern New York, and that is Cam Young. Um, Data Golf gives him a 4.7 chance, 4.7 chance of winning this whole damn thing. You can get him to win at 18 to one. Why do you like Cam Young this week? I mean, he's, he's just one of the best guys off the tee that I've seen in a long time. He just bombs it and he bombs it straight. Um, if you look at his stats, he gains virtually all of his ground from tee to green. So off the tee, like I say, but also on approach that should stand him in really good stead this week. Um, we know if he's got a weakness, it's on and around the greens, but I can't see him making very many mistakes and that should be enough to put him ahead of most of the pack. Um, he just looks really solid. He's a guy, he has to win sooner than later. I can't believe that he hasn't got his first win yet. And, um, you know, we, we've seen him have top fives in several majors. He's just too good not to win very soon. And this looks like a week that stacks up really nicely for him. Well, like I said, you could get him to win at 18 to 1. To finish in the top five is 4 to 1. How are you playing him, Simon? Uh, exactly that. Same as Jordan. I think a win in the top five look the way to go. I'd be pretty surprised if we don't get one of those two guys into the top five and hopefully one of them going very close to winning it. Another guy that you fancy is Wyndham Clark. Um, you've got uh, Data Goff giving him a 67.7% chance of making the cut. Um, he's, he's performed well here on this track. Tell us all the reasons why you like Clark and, and, and what you're going to wager on him this week. Yeah, he's an interesting one. I think he's been eye-catching recently. He's put a string of good finishes together in the recent past. I think he's quite obviously one of the form players in this field. Um, he went off at 16-1 to 1 last week for the Mexico Open, and I was quite keen to avoid him for that one because... I'm not sure he's quite there to get over the line just yet. I'd much rather play him at around the 60 to 1 mark in a deeper field because I think he's good enough to make a top five or a top 10. And there's more mileage in his price in this sort of event than there was last week. Um, again, he's another guy who's great off the tee. Um, and he's just been putting a string of big performances together. And I can see that carrying on this week. Um, last week in Mexico, he started really slowly, but still got back over the weekend for a top 25, I think it was. Um, and I can see him pushing on again, possibly not a likely winner, but definitely worth including as a top 10. The top 10, you can get him at plus 550. And last but not least, um, you like uh, Taylor Moore. Um this week as well. Uh, is that is that top 10? Is that top 20? How are you playing more and why? Um, I'll be playing Taylor Moore uh, to win and for a top 10. Um, he's around the same price as Wyndham Clark, around the 60 to 1 mark. Um, he's a friend of ours. We were on him when he got over the line in the Valspar. Um, what really impressed me that week was, you know, he held off um, Adam Schenk, but also Jordan Spieth. They were both right on his tail up the stretch. 
Um, and for a guy to win his first event um, in the manner that he did, I think his guy's got a big future ahead of him. Um, interestingly, since he won that, um, he's put in some more good showings recently. He's had a top 40 at the Masters, two more good finishes since then. I just think he's still a bit undervalued in the market. Now he's proven that he can win. Um, so I'm happy to include him again. Hope he can put some further profits on the board for us. Again, 60 to 1 to win. Uh, to finish in the top 20 is plus 280. Uh, two guys that I'm eyeing, I'm curious to get your thoughts, is Tony Finau. We know he's coming off of a win uh, in Mexico, was able to uh, not, not not lose to his best friend, his best buddy, John Rahm. Um you know, uh, his his best finish here has been in, in the top 21, 16th at one point, 21 at another. Unfortunately, the last time he teed off here, uh, he did miss the cut, but he's coming in with unbelievable form. You could get him at 14 to 1 to win. I might throw some coin on that. We both know how difficult it is to win back-to-back weeks on tour, but I just love his game. And another guy I'm looking at, and you could get him to finish in the top 20 at plus 170, and that's Ricky Fowler. 10 straight cuts, seven top 25s. Um, he's played 33 rounds here at Quail Hollow and has uh, is, is plus 179 in strokes to the field, which is the number one in regard to um, the golfers who played this track as many times, if not more, than he has. So Ricky Fowler and Tony Fino are two other golfers. I'm eyeing. Would you throw some coin on them, Simon? So... Tony Finau is a guy I'm starting to find him quite difficult to predict. Um, we've included him several times and he's disappointed. Then we didn't include him last week and, of course, he won. Um, for me, it's just a price thing, right? He's quite short having won last week. Like you say, it's difficult to go back to back. So I think around the same price as uh, Patrick Cantlay of the two, I'd be favouring uh, Cantlay. But would it surprise me if Finau went back to back? Not at all. I'm just not sure he's value. Um Ricky, I don't feel he's a win proposition yet. I'm I'm with you. He's coming back to form. He's been playing some great stuff. He's put in a string of decent finishes. Um, but again, I feel he's quite short in the market from a win perspective, certainly. But I certainly wouldn't put anyone off. You know, you'll play for a top 20. He looks very solid for that one. Um, yeah, so top 20. Again, you could get him at plus 170. And I'm looking right now. I don't see him. Uh, I was trying to see what I could get him to finish in the top 10. And for whatever reason, I'm not. Oh, there he is. Uh, plus 360. Plus 360. All right, Simon. Um, we want to let folks know Simon has two more plays for you on uh, on form golfer. So this is what you want to do. And he's got one play to finish in the top 10, another to finish in the top 20. Head over to picksformgolfer.com. That's picksformgolfer.com. Uh, to find out the other two golfers that Simon is feeling really strong about as we get closer to the Wells Fargo. Simon, thank you so much. Great having you today. You're very welcome. And we'll speak to you in a week or two. Good luck, everybody.